0: To the Stoke Fam, the podcast designed to help families adventure more and stress less. On this show, we give you the confidence and inspiration you need to find your Stoke by sharing interviews from real families doing amazing things, conversations with brands who make adventures easier, and all the things we wish we'd known sooner. Come on, let's go! Welcome back, Stoke Fam. It's Tiffany. And John. And today's episode is a conversation with just us, all about snowboarding with kids. Yay! (laughs) We're going to chat about how we started snowboarding with our kids, what you need to know if you're just getting started, and what you really need to have. Truth. Yeah. (laughs) So, we first started snowboarding, well, I first started snowboarding because of this guy over here.
1: I'm obsessed, it's okay. You can (laughs) say it.
0: Yeah, obsessed is a good word.
1: It's just kind of the way it is.
0: So... You didn't start snowboarding because of me.
1: No, I skied for quite a while uh, from like second grade until probably around seventh grade, somewhere in there where you get like that teenage transition. And I was skateboarding a lot and or attempting to uh, at our small country home. And I was interested in the skateboard uh, style and the activity and, uh, was doing a lot of that stuff, which naturally led over into snowboarding. So that was a no brainer for me. And once I started snowboarding, I was never going to look back. Once you start to link turns, it is the greatest feeling ever. And
0: the rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> There's no
1: way I was getting out of it. I was instantly hooked.
0: And so then when we met, I had, <laughs> I had attempted skiing. We'll just say that Yard sales were very common.
1: <laughs> everybody loves a good yard sale.
0: Yeah, it was That's not when a pretty picture. All your gear picture. goes
1: exploding everywhere. All mansplain for everybody at home, and your gear goes <laughs> all over the mountain.
0: Literally. See, this is what happens though when you try to learn to ski on the ice or on like yeah the ice coast because (laughs) because i would hit a patch of ice and instantly go down because edge control was not a thing that i knew at that point and it was just face first on the ice skidding down a mountain and i was like i am done i am never doing this i'm over it
1: i'll never forget my first time of experiencing ice coast ice coast kills it was a riding at wolf laurel And I saw this beautiful bank and I thought, I'm going to carve up this thing. It is absolutely gorgeous, untouched. (laughs) And I just slid and skittered out and it hurt so bad. And I was just like, I'm going to take my snowboard and throw it because I'm going home.
0: This was literally, I I think the first and only day that we have ever bought tickets. And it was less than two hours. And we were like, we're done.
1: We were so spoiled and snooty and just like, because we'd always take trips to come back here. Yeah. But
0: as soon as we hit all the ice, we were like, I'm I'm over it. I'm done. It was just a bad day all around. But yeah, so that was my experience with skiing. So then this guy over here is like, hey, you want to learn to snowboard? I love it. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> not so much. But I didn't
1: appreciate at the time how anti-cold you were.
0: No, you didn't.
1: And what your situation or, or your experience skiing had been had been so, so bad in these things. Because for me, going to the mountains, going to the 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 lifts and the resort was like Christmas every time I would pull up. Honestly, like the whole drive, I was excited the entire drive to the mountain, and that's all I wanted to share with you is this amazing place. It's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> and I didn't realize that some of my absolute favorite things are not your favorite things at all.
0: <laughs> they, they definitely bad. were not. They're, they're growing on me a bit, but uh, no, they definitely were not. So, yeah. So, no, I'm coming around a little bit, in fact, a lot. But thank goodness there are things <laughs> like the proper gear.
1: Warm gear. Yeah. And I always said from the get-go, gear is everything. If you have the right gear, you'll go forever.
0: Yeah. It really does make a difference. So, so <laughs> we could talk about the first time... It was maybe not the first time we'd been riding, but it was the first time I'd gone up the lift.
1: Well, okay.
0: With, or the lift with you.
1: Okay. So a quick backstory. We lived in the East Coast. We didn't ride very much on the East Coast. Um,
0: yeah, like not really at all.
1: But oftentimes we would come home for holidays and often when it was Christmas or whatever, I would always try and snowboard as much as possible. Um And And he finally
0: convinced me to go. Actually, we were just dating. We were just dating. It was before we got married. So when we would come back to visit your parents over holidays or something, I
1: really think we were married. Were we? Yeah, I think so.
0: I thought it was we were still dating, but we had
1: like just gotten married because I seriously was like, you were ready for divorce.
0: (laughs) It was bad. It (laughs) was so bad. Okay, so here's the story.
1: It was like today (laughs) is your last day, Bucko.
0: (laughs) So here's the story.
1: That's me, like really cleaning up the conversation.
0: conversation was not very clean. We'll just it was, it was not, not a family-friendly podcast material it but <laughs> calm. It was not. So so the story is that we had I had taken lessons and I had gotten fairly comfortable on like the bunny slopes, right? And I had gotten pretty comfortable taking a lesson for I don't know a couple of days and finally wasn't just, you know, spending the day on my butt. And so I was like, yeah, I can do the lift. I've done the lift with my instructor. I can do the lift with you. So I went up the lift with John and his three younger siblings. They're 11, 12, and 13 years younger than us, and they all knew this mountain. They grew up on this mountain.
1: We know this mountain really well.
0: Like, this is the mountain. We knew this
1: mountain really well. We knew, mountain really well.
0: <laughs> we knew this mountain really well, or they knew this mountain really well. Now, I know this mountain really well, but they knew this mountain really well, and so they're like, yeah, let's go up to the lift. You can do it now, right? And I was like, yeah, I can do it. So I said, just don't leave me. Just tell me where where I need to go. So we get to the top, and they're like, okay, so we're going to go down this way and just stay to the right. Stay to the right and you'll meet us at the bottom. We're going to stay to the trail at the right. Well, now I know what they were meaning. But then I stayed all the way to the right.
1: Far right, which was the worst possible decision you could have made.
0: But I didn't know that. (laughs) It was a green run.
1: It is the one run on the mountain that every one of us, since we started snowboarding, family, friends, Nobody goes down that run You don't take it it on a board It's
0: it's fine for skis and for a beginning skier It is not okay for a snowboard You do not have enough speed and you get stuck So needless to say, they were all faster than me Because I was brand new And they all took off and I thought I knew I was supposed to stay right So I stayed right I fell And fell and then got stuck And couldn't walk Or had to unstrap and walk Because I couldn't get back up And then I finally got to a point where I could strap back in and start heading down the mountain again <laughs> and beginner move ended up falling into like this like big pow field on the side of the of the run and this was right about the time that I could see the bottom of the run and they could see me and they're like what are you doing what's going on what's wrong we'd
1: been checking up and looking and did she go in front of us did well, she get lost where did she go i will
0: admit they'd probably been waiting a good 15 minutes by this point because i had been stuck for what seemed like a million years so i get stuck i'd never been stuck in pow before i had no idea how to get up and i just kept trying and trying and if you you've see. ever been in snow when you can't get up out of it when it's really deep you know what I'm talking about. But I also had a board strap to my feet that I'm not comfortable with. Don't know. It was not fun. So I finally get myself up. I am hot. I am miserable. I am like, this stinks. They left me. I was so mad because here the whole time I'm trying to pull myself up out of the snow, mind you. I'm sitting here going, okay. They said if only they you weren't. could see
1: her face, the, the angry <laughs> face. Like, it's so.
0: It's still vivid. I was like, they said they wouldn't leave me. I told them not to leave me and they assured me they wouldn't leave me. So then when I get down there and the first words out of John's mouth are, "What's wrong? What happened?" <laughs> what? I was like, "You want to know what happened? You blankety blank happened. You left me." I was so mad. His sister at the time, his youngest sister was probably 11, 10, and she caught the tail end of my my spew and she looked at me with the widest eyes I've ever seen on her face I think everybody's
1: (laughs) eyes were really wide once we realized oh oh this is happening
0: and I think she really did think like I was gonna punch him in the face or something I was hot I don't think I was like I am done I unstrapped I started walking off I took off my gloves I was like I am done I am done snowboarding this can be your thing I am not having it and I w- literally started walking away
1: it was definitely not the time to say you're really cute when you're angry
0: <laughs> no
1: it was kind no, of that moment it
0: wasn't um needless to say
1: we, we talked did resolve
0: it we talked <laughs> we did we resolve talked. it and believe it or not he convinced me to go again but next time he was he was very smart he did not leave my side
1: <laughs> in my defense <laughs> I got nothing I'm it's the so Moving the moral on. of
0: the story is:
1: <laughs> the moral of the story is read the trail signs that say "go down Cascade, oh, oh, not Holiday." Oh. But that's not in my defense, or no. I'm definitely not going to stir that no, up. No, no, no. So that wouldn't that the wouldn't be moral fair. Moral of
0: the story: moral is of the story is that you should definitely take lessons. And
1: stick when with your buddy. you say you're
0: going to stick with your buddy, you stick with your buddy, and they're in eyesight, which Truth. is why we actually drill that point home with our kids. So that kind of we should probably move into, uh, you know. The talking about with the kids, not how just we got started and almost before we like almost stopped having kids or didn't ever have kids.
1: <laughs> oh, what would that have been like?
0: <laughs> A whole new life.
1: Nobody thinks about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Never mind. So, trips. we took say, all
0: of our after that, he did finally convince me to get back out there and try again, and it started growing on me a bit. So we took a few trips um, here and there. We went to Stowe, we went to Bend, um, and went to Bachelor, and did had some fun trips and with friends, and sometimes with just us, and that really started to kind of grow on us. And then um, he, and then eventually we ended up moving out west for many reasons, but one of them was to be closer to mountains and stuff, um, because by this point. I actually didn't hate life. (laughs) She (laughs) was starting (laughs) to enjoy it.
1: She had gotten to the point where she was like, oh, this is really fun.
0: (laughs) With reservation. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So she caught the bug. And now that we're out here, you've really taken off and, and fallen in love with a lot of the things, which really gets me stoked and super excited. But since this is a family podcast, let's bring it back to the family Yes, and chat about the kids.
0: So, we started with our kids when they were really little, but our oldest actually did not start on a snowboard. We actually did start him on skis like he started John him on started. skis. it lasted for one two days tops, yeah, it really quickly we he it didn't really it didn't really connect. it was less than a season for sure. it was only a couple of days, and I think he was only like gosh like sixteen months or something,
1: yeah, and he had the center of gra- center of gravity of the inflatable flailing arm man. <laughs> so he he had no (laughs) chance really at being successful we were on boards he was on skis or we were walking with him
0: he's always been very tall for his age and he was very a very tall toddler and so it was just a really tough balance for him it was difficult yeah it was difficult so needless to say the next time we went back up there we actually picked up a burton riglet and put him on a riglet and he was yeah probably 18 between 18 months and two years old i forget exactly what Whether we would take it first in the spring or if it was first in the middle of winter. So that would kind of depend.
1: Spring is always a terrific time to take kids up there, though. Once the season is getting sunnier and it's a lot nicer weather, everybody's gonna have more fun when the sun's out or bluebird skies, especially if it's your first time. Because if you're miserable and you go down, say holiday, a green flat run.
0: it's not fun for anyone and i will i'll just have to interject this because i think the next time we went we went and your dad went with us i remember this time and you guys were having the time of your life and it was just that temperature where it was wet here in the pacific northwest right like it's wet if it's not cold enough and that happens when it hovers right around freezing right and so i remember sitting on the chairlift and you guys are like hunkering down on the chairlift and like but thrilled because you're still getting to go ride in your dad's skis. but like um getting ready to go like take your run and you're like this is awesome this is so great the snow's so good and I'm sitting over there going I am so miserable because I was still at that phase where it was I didn't quite move enough, I think, when I was riding. Like, there wasn't that same... It was a different, you know, that different level of riding.
1: It was not a powerful ride.
0: Right. So I never was getting warm enough on the run to then, like, stay warm enough on the chairlift. And so I was just getting miserably cold. And you guys were like, this is awesome. And I'm like, I'm going to go get something warm to drink in the lodge, (laughs) which happens. Sometimes it it happens. He can handle the cold a lot more than I can. So real talk there. But yeah, with the kids, the springtime is a great time to have them learn because if you can get that spring sunny spring day that's still at night crisp and cold. So it's not wet. It's so nice.
1: It's easy to keep those days light and playful and you know, everybody can stay a whole lot happier. Um, and if those first trips when they're, when they're short, they're easy, they're fun. Everybody is going to have way more fun. It's not going to be this, uh, forced, you're going to love this because I love this <laughs> thing that I don't know where that energy would come from. It, it certainly <laughs> wouldn't come from me. Um, well, of course not. You no, know, there'd be zero stoke there. You could
0: totally ask our kids and they wouldn't say that that has ever come out. No. Never. No, Not even once. Yeah. But um, when, we first, when we first went, we would make sure, too, that the trips were short themselves. So sometimes we would go up and it stunk because we would go up with the mindset of when they're tired, they're tired and we go home. And, or, or we take turns at that point and go ride on our own while the other one just plays at the base in the snow because, you know, the kids are, or take them in for hot chocolate.
1: Yes. Tag team back and forth, back and forth. You got a lap. Okay. Now I get a lap. Yep. Okay. You got French fries last time. You got to get hot chocolate this time.
0: My favorite way to do it when we were, when the kids were that age though, was to actually take grandma with us it happened a few times and it was great because I actually remember once I think it was when Garrett was a baby I think I remember once when we were still helping Tomer learn and Garrett was a baby and your mom came with us and she sat in the lodge and was happy to cuddle baby
1: oh yeah she had hot chocolate a book and a baby
0: and she was just happy as a clam and I would just come in to nurse and then I would go back out for a while and I would come in nurse warm up myself and go back out and it was it was beautiful and then when Tomer got too tired and was done, she went. he went in with her for a while. And then when they were all done, done, then we finally wrapped it up and called it a day. But it worked out really well because we both got a lot more ride time. We know it's not always possible to do that, but if you can, use it.
1: Yes. Use, what, use whatever resources you have available. That's
0: right. <laughs> That's right. Makes it easier. And even if you don't have a, a grandma close by, see if you can pair up with another family where you can do some trade-offs too because that also works. can work out really well. The other thing I have to say too is that the first times we took them, there was a lot less focus on being on the board and a lot more focus on having fun at the mountain so that the mountain became a fun place where it was, sometimes it was just sledding. Sometimes it was playing in the snow. Sometimes it was throwing snowballs at your brother. Sometimes it was just-
1: It's definitely investing in the future. It's one of those things where if you ever want to go back to the mountain- Again, if you enjoy being up there uh, and you want your family to be involved with it, as I was delusional and wanted them all to be there uh, to share this fun time, uh, yes, you must keep it fun because it.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I'll edit that out or if you'll hear it, because that was hilarious. I could just hear John's stomach stomach. from across the room. Holy cow. (laughs) I think he's hungry.
1: If you keep it fun, you will go back. Yeah. And if you don't have your most epic time every time, but you're going to go back, that's still worth it.
0: Yeah. Because
1: you're still going to the mountain.
0: Right. And the perk at this stage, too, is that most resorts, when they're really young like that, do not charge for them in the kid area because we realize that that also can get expensive if you're paying for tickets for the whole family and then you only ride for an hour and you're like uh
1: i even saw some resorts this season that had free parks set up on down low areas so if you want to come learn you can ride the carpet you can play in the little play park you can do these lower Mm -hmm. featured areas and it's so wonderful because you can get up there and really figure out, Oh yeah, 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 this is a lot of fun. The kids get excited. You play about it. You haven't spent an arm and a leg. So you're angry about getting every last penny out of what you paid for that lift ticket. Make it fun.
0: I will say too, there was once or twice, it wasn't very often, but there were a couple of times where we just knew like this day is not going to pan out for both of us to get to ride enough. And so, um, Sometimes I would just let John get a ticket, um, since clearly he's the more obsessed one. <laughs> um, but I would de- – sometimes – it was it didn't happen a lot, but every once in a while, if it was like, hey, grandma can't come, or as on the write-up, you know, the kids are already starting to have, like, a cranky day, I would sometimes – there was once or twice where I was like, hey, do you, do you get a ticket today, and I'm just going to sit this one out and just play with the kids or be down here at the base because – I just knew we weren't going to get our money's worth out of the tickets. It's not ideal. And I know that's not like the best scenario you want to hear, but it's the reality of teaching them and like building them up to be ready to ride with you.
1: And you can always look at half day ticket options as well, because some places offer it in hour increments like stevens does uh in four or eight hour blocks Uh, other places you know the the afternoon is your is your half day window Mm -hmm. and that can save you a lot of money um and you typically will miss a lot of the rush too a lot of the early birds and the the first trackers if you will are out there the dawn patrol and they're they're done and gone they've got season passes they're not worried about it and you can really enjoy yourself on a half day. You're not going to be as tired and everybody is still going to have that fun time. And it gives you enough time to play and do whatever you want to do, get situated. Cause it's always going to take twice as long as you think yeah. it's going to, to get ready.
0: Yeah. Or well, f- and I,
1: five times like it does with me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I like that you um, brought that up. Cause I had forgotten about that. There were a few times that we did that too, where you might get a full day pass and then I would just start with the kids in the morning and then just pick up the half day or vice versa. We did do that a handful of times too, where then that's, we both got some time to ride. And so nobody felt like they were missing out, but we didn't spend as much money because we knew we weren't both going to ride all day long. Um, it'd be great. Um, if any resort, Owners or people who have any say so at resorts are listening for parents. If you would do a shared parent ticket,
1: oh, that'd be so rad. It would
0: be the smartest marketing move you could do because you would be building up a whole new generation of skiers and snowboarders and having parents who are happy to come back to you because you're making it more feasible for their family. Side note
1: uh, definitely.
0: <laughs> so then, um, the other thing that was really important for us when the kids were that age, and really even now too, is noticing the signs of like the imminent meltdown you know them as a parent you know when you can see like oh it's about to hit the fan I know that the hangry meltdown or the tired meltdown is about to hit and if I don't address it the whole day is ruined and either it's if it's something that you know you can stop and fix with a food then great stop and fix it with food but if you know like okay this day is done call it before you get there watch the signs and stop it because if you don't, it just can turn into like the biggest disaster ever. And if you leave on that note before the meltdown happens, like we've said already, they're gonna want to come back.
1: But no, I'm not done with the mountain. I haven't been here long enough.
0: <laughs> I want to ride this more. Is you right.
1: Do you know how much I paid for this <laughs> ticket? It's all yeah. about managing expectations. Yeah. I, it was the hardest thing for me to do. It's really tough. I don't want to leave the mountain. This is my happy place. I didn't get to ride the way I wanted to. It's okay. Yeah. It's, you're going to come back. Just keep coming back because now after we've gone through all of these things, can we ride longer?
0: Yep. Usually. (laughs) 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 You know, Uh, okay. So (laughs) I'm going to tell this real story because this is also important to know. So... Earlier this season, we went somewhere... Well, we went two times. We went on two trips to different mountains in our home mountain and with Indy Pass. And we visited um, Mission Ridge and we visited um, Silver.
1: Silver Mountain and, Resort.
0: And we spent two days at both of those resorts. And I kid you not, the first day at both of those resorts was oh, a wash.
1: Oh, they were... T- oh, <laughs> so bad. <laughs>
0: see? <laughs> so bad. Remember that feeling we said he never has? Yeah, that, that's happening right now. I can see it on his face too. So Every time. basically... We got there. It was a new environment. The certain areas were steeper than they were used to, or the the just terrain was slightly different. And so there was like, the it freak was new out and moments.
1: different.
0: It was new and different. It was more challenging in some ways. And so they had freak out moments. And the first day was terrible. And they ended up like the next day though, was much, much better. And then Our oldest was like, we've just decided that the first day is the worst and the second is the best. Yeah, first is the worst,
1: second is the best. Great. (laughs) As they're chanting this in the backseat, yeah.
0: And I was like, okay, so now we have to shift this in our mindset from now on that when we take them to a new place where they're going to be challenged, we're just going to have to realize that day one, we're going to have to treat like we did when they were toddlers. Yeah,
1: no, it's their mindset. No matter what I want to do, they've already kind of... Dropped a gauntlet and said, this is how it's going to be, old man.
0: <laughs> at least for now. Hopefully, but, like, that'll change. But for now, that's kind of where we're at is when we start to, when you start to push their limits a bit, that's just what thing. happens.
1: One thing that we found is the way that we can make them ride longer now. And this is courtesy of Mr. Jeremy Jones,
0: <laughs> Well,
1: <laughs> who, creator of Jones Snowboards, check him out. He is amazing, inspirational, also uh, protect our winners. Please check that out. He had me think about a lift ride minimum or a run minimum, basically. That's what he said he did with his kids. It's a great idea. It's what we do with ours, too, where we say, okay, today we need to get five runs, seven Mm -hmm. runs, ten runs. Know your mountain. If it's a long slope, then you, you may only be getting three to five Runs. If you are making fast hot laps, then, you know, it may be a 10 run minimum, but figure out a target number, a goal. You work towards it every time. It becomes a conversation that we have on the chairlift. The boys ask, How many is this? Oh, no, no, no. We're at number six. We've got four more to go. And then it's hot chocolate time. They're all about it. Mm -hmm. And it is honestly made things a whole lot easier for both of us. It's managing expectations for them. They know kind of the target for the day. For us, we at least have a window of, we're going to get this.
0: Yeah. And the best part is when that target run number can be enough where it's a little bit of a stretch for them. So it pushes them a little bit. But it's also enough where it like meets that like, okay, if we have to leave right at this, it's, it's, I still felt like I got a good day. And they're going to want to, and everybody's again, going to want to come back. But it's not so far that you've pushed everybody into like meltdown zone.
1: You're not at the breaking point. Yeah. You're you're not at the, you know, we'll never return.
0: And line. sometimes we hit and surpass our goal and that's really cool when that happens. But other times it's like, and sometimes we don't even hit the goal, but if we have the goal, it keeps everybody kind of pushing towards that.
1: It, it helps us stay accountable to yeah. each other without just yelling and frustration. There's a clear expectation. Yeah. Oftentimes and- we have to lower ours and they oftentimes have to increase theirs. But
0: the other thing that you and Jeremy um like bonded over, I think at a, at the same uh, event was when you guys were talking about,
1: pocket snacks? Yes. Yes, pocket snacks are a must. And <laughs> but a
0: particular pocket snack you both had the same like like thing you were like, yeah, that's what I always use to like motivate my kids. Skittles. Skittles.
1: Always Skittles. <laughs> I Skittles. thought she was going to go to pocket bacon. I wasn't sure there, but I had to remember, but <laughs> definitely Skittles.
0: Yep. I like walked up in, in the middle of their conversation when he was talking with them and they're like totally geeking out over like, yes, you always have to have Skittles in your pocket. Hey, we it was were hilarious.
1: like having a dad moment.
0: They were ha- totally having a, a dad moment with a line of people behind them. <laughs> <It> I was <laughs> meeting <laughs> Jeremy
1: Jones. It was yeah. like a dream come true. And then we dad out hard. It was pretty rad.
0: Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that also brings us to pocket snacks. You always need to have pocket snacks.
1: Must. So what do you really need? Pocket snacks you mentioned and yeah. you pretty much- well, if you have pocket I mean, snacks, you're good to go.
0: If, I mean, that's nine out of ten. Like That's <laughs> that's really the biggest thing. But isn't that anything with kids? Oh, snacks. Like, if you don't have snacks, you might as well just call anything.
1: Yeah, forget on it. On
0: your way to go buy snacks, you better take snacks. Like, that's just the, pretty much the way it goes. Snacks. Yeah. But, um, so, real talk, though. If you want to get started and you're like, okay, but it seems so expensive. What do I really need? And how do I make this work without spending an arm and a leg and then realizing we all hate it, you know, like I used to. Um, (laughs) So what you really need to break it down to start is a waterproof, warm, insulated, probably for the kids, but yet breathable. If you ideally um, outerwear, that's really what it boils down to. And base layers that are not cotton. Like those two things alone, for the most part, are the most essential because almost everything else you can rent or borrow to Absolutely. try out. Um, I mean, and you might even be able to rent the rent or borrow, the, not rent, but borrow the outerwear as well. Because if you have a friend who tries it out, see it or see about hand-me-downs from a friend or, let, uh, or even marketplace, those kind of places, if you're wanting to try it out and just get your feet wet. But those are kind of the things you absolutely have to have. But they also work great for other snow play. So even if all else fails and everybody hates life up on the mountain, then at least, you know, like, hey, we can still use this for sledding or whatever.
1: If you have a general idea of what to look for, you're going to find that you can locate those items in those places, Facebook Marketplace, like you said, or Craigslist yeah. or wherever, even at, at closeout websites and things like that, too. If you know what you're looking for, you can buy stuff For a lot cheaper than you realize. Mm -hmm. um, That's still good quality stuff and going used. You can find some stuff if you know the type of stuff you're looking for.
0: Yep. Speaking of, I know that there's several places and I'll try to um, look at a couple and put them in the show notes too. I know there's several places right now that are having excellent spring sales. And that's another pro tip here is that what we do most of the time is we look at the end of our season at everybody's gear and like who's going to be definitely outgrown for next year and will need the next size up. There is and... no
1: end of the season. <laughs> Don't say that.
0: Well, around this time of year, around okay, April ish, we start looking and saying who is going to be completely out of their stuff next year and is going to need new pants or new bibs or a new jacket. And we start looking now to see if there happened to be any in their size on a big discount. And many, many times I've been able to find the kids gear at like 50% off at this time of year. So if you're thinking about it for next year, look now, look through the summer, sometimes Shop find the spring them. and
1: summer sales.
0: Yep. Sometimes you'll find them in a rack in a store if you have a local REI, but check Marketplace and check online stores. I'll, like I said, I'll put a few of our favorites in the show notes so you can find them to look through, but it has saved us so much money to do it that way.
1: Oftentimes too, I'll throw in the support your local shop yeah. uh, comment here. If you're looking on Marketplace, there are some local shops, I think, that are also putting up their mm-hmm. closeout stuff that's still this year's stuff or you know deep discounts though that you can support your local spots uh, that may be uh, more of a brick and mortar, but they're still listing those things. They're easy to find. Check the description. Tiffany's got the hookups.
0: The other thing that to point out, too, is that besides Marketplace, there's a lot of other places you can look for used gear on Facebook.
1: You may find that there's an event like a ski swap that's happening near you. Uh, Oftentimes, uh, you may find it more of a mountain town. Um, or bigger cities. I know like we would go to one that was up in Seattle. And it was like at mm-hmm. the Expo Center there. Um, I know that they're down here in Portland. They're, they're all over. Denver has tons of them. Wherever you may be, look around and see. You may find an event like that. Big, big discounts on good quality gear. Because you know that the people who are running it are saying, Hey, we don't want the cheap fall apart stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's where you really can, can get started for a reasonable price.
0: Yeah. And you have... Um, he's actually part of a couple of groups on Facebook too, where he'll sell some of the stuff that our kids outgrow or we'll pick up stuff, um, that they're getting ready to need snowboard well. trader
1: yep, and kids, snowboard trader, um, are the two that I primarily go back and forth with. There's a lot that have branched off of that all starting from the base of dig my quiver, Uh, which is an amazing group that is all a bunch of crazy snowboard lovers like me. If you want to go down the crazy rabbit hole, (laughs) you'll find it there.
0: Um, Yeah, and there's a women-specific group too, just FYI.
1: (laughs) Dig the stoke, bury the hate, moving on.
0: Okay, back to kids. Um, So, yeah, Waterproof breathable outerwear and we have like a full guide on how to choose the pants and jacket too so again i'll link to those how
1: convenient you have a blog post that tells people exactly how to find the best gear
0: i do so even if you're you know out in the store looking if you go armed with that information you're going to know what you're what what to look for so that you buy something that's quality and that will last. Um, and yeah, it's way too much to go into in this particular podcast, but we potentially can do some more later. But all the information is there and it talks about what to look for in terms of water, waterproof and breathability ratings and um, like construction to look for.
1: Materials, yeah. all of those sorts of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then um, beyond that, if you're ready to invest too, if you know that you want your kids to, to keep going with you, we got our kids our for their first snowboard was a Burton riglet and it's the perfect like board for a toddler
1: so they're terrific the the riglet if you're familiar with how a snowboard looks at all it has metal edges that go all the way around it that's what contacts the snow that's what gives you that that edge uh bite to carve to make the turns etc the riglet does not have that it's all plastic there's no metal on it the edges are actually beveled up so there's no it's much tougher for the kids to catch an edge. There's, there's really no edge to catch. Uh, so it keeps them from doing the worst slams. Cause that's mm-hmm. always what happens when you catch an edge. Uh, you're done. It'll yeah. just whiplash you into the snow and the wriglet's awesome because it doesn't have that. And it's got a awesome reel on the front of it so it's kind of like a draw cord that you pull out and you can literally tow them so we could start on very mellow slopes on kind of flat slopes
0: shoot you can start on your carpet at home which actually we did yeah
1: they have a cover for 19 dollars or something like that that snaps over and around it
0: for hard floors but then it also works on carpet hard
1: floors and carpet exactly uh or you can just do it without it i've seen lots of people do that Mm -hmm. too it works great because it helps them kind of figure out their balance point, how to stand on it, get used to it as it's moving underneath of them.
0: Before they're all bundled up in all of their gear and it feels more awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that I really loved about the Riglet at this stage is that it uses regular snow boots. So if your kid has a pair of regular snow boots, you don't have to buy special boots. You literally can just buy the board and start them on that as they're learning. So that's why I think it's so great as a starter because it's also really reasonably priced. like
1: Brand new, like a hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. I think with bindings, it's a little more, but I want to say like it's less than 200 with board and bindings.
1: And you can find them used.
0: And for you can easily find them used for a hundred bucks. Or less. Yes. Yeah. So it's a great way to start. Um, if your kids are a little bit older, though,
1: then I would say look for something uh, after you've progressed from this and they need a first real board.
0: Or if you're starting and your kids are older and won't fit on the Wriglet anymore. This
1: is also true. Uh, we prefer brands that are a little bit more core to the industry. Uh, so we would say like Never Summer. Uh, Never Summer Bantam is what Garrett is writing this year. This is my first year on a Never Summer. Tiffany has been preaching Never Summer. I
0: am in love And now
1: Tomer, we all four of us have Never Summer boards. They're amazing. They rip. And the construction's amazing. The mm-hmm. quality of the made in the U.S. Um, I love them. I'm a convert now. Prior to that, I was a huge fan of Mervin Manufacturing, LibTech, Gnu,
0: which are still great,
1: excellent boards. Yeah. Also made in the U.S., made just just up in Washington. Uh, so you could go with the Gnu recess or the LibTech Banana Blaster. Uh, they're both terrific uh, boards to get started with. Good entry level, made by excellent companies. Also, Jones is another brand mm-hmm. that makes excellent boards high quality um same price for these uh 250 basically for a, a big kids board if you will Most of the time, uh yeah. so the jones prodigy the never the summer jones bantam be a little
0: higher than that if i recall
1: it's 250 right now oh, on the summer okay. spring sales that's why oh I'm,
0: yeah buy now <laughs> Buy
1: now all of these boards i just checked prior to, to recording Two fifty, never summer bantam, Gnu recess, Libtech banana blaster, yeah. Jones prodigy. They're all excellent boards that will grow with them yep. as their skills progress. Too, it's not going to be. We bought some cheaper boards. Uh, yeah, that, and they were fine. And they were they worked okay, uh, but they weren't as durable. They didn't hold up as well. Yeah. The edges kind of wore out. They didn't hold wax, etc. Uh, we won't say the name and throw anybody under the bus. They were great first boards. Um, yeah,
0: they were, and they're a well-known brand too. They're just The The construction construction. definitely is not as, not as nice.
1: Our boys are rough on things.
0: Boys are rough on everything.
1: And we often say, and it's tough for me because I collect these things, but they're tools, not jewels. And. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting some crazy faces from mama over here who who keeps her boards in tip top shape pristine well, go figure
0: till a kid on a lift takes a chunk out of it but that's the story for another day yeah
1: it's your kids so you can't really throw them yeah. off the lift can
0: you <laughs> um yeah so, so anyway, those are boards those are to get some started great, with those are some great boards to start with if you're just getting um just getting into it and they will need bindings but you can keep the bindings pretty basic and really just about any kids binding at that stage isn't going to make or break anything no. So it's just whatever you can find for a good deal um, for the most part is what I would go with at that stage. And and boots for the same boots, really making sure they're comfortable and they fit, but actually ones for boots for kids. The um again, Burton, I'm gonna throw them here because the totally. thing I love most about the Burton boots for kids is that they have a grow with me system. So when you buy them, you if you buy them when your kid is at the low end of a particular size. They actually will grow with them into the next size. So you'll get at least two full sizes out of one boot by taking out a portion and cutting off a portion of your liner. So that alone is worth
1: everything so
0: much. Yes. So, and, um, they really lasted through our kids. We were able to sell them again too. So that was the other thing is that because the kids only wear them for such a short time they had tons of life left and we were able to resell resell them and get at least half our money back
1: and that's the thing to think about too if you buy quality gear there's other people like you that are looking for quality gear mm-hmm. and knowing snowboard trader kids Snowboard trader all of your other local ski swaps and things find those places because yeah. that's where you can you, you find you know you, you pay 100 bucks for a boot and then you turn around and you sell it for 50 or 60 bucks That boot wasn't a hundred bucks.
0: No, and the other thing too, as you were talking, I remember this too. There was one year in particular that we had a really hard time knowing what size board to buy for Tomer because he was going through this major growth spurt, and I was like, I don't trust buying this next size board because I'm afraid he's going to blow past it. So we ended up actually buying him a season-long rental, and instead of doing it at the mountain where it's I love to support the mountains, but it also, if you're going to be going like that, that year, I think we went like 15, 20 days. And so when, at least, and so when you're looking at that many days, that's a lot of money on a kid's rental. That's more than if buying one. And so we ended up doing a season long rental from a local board shop and it was so economical. I think it was like less than $200 for boards, boots, bindings. And the perk was that you could come back mid-season and upsize if your kid grew. And we were right at the edge on boards and boot size. And I was really nervous about dropping the money on it that year. And
1: it paid off. It
0: totally paid off. It was totally worth it. So if you have local board shops, checking into a season-long rental, if you're not quite ready to spring for the full package is also another great way to save some money.
1: And now, bigger stores like REI are getting into that. Evo does it here locally. Um, There's a Mm -hmm. lot of other options out there. So, really explore what you have around you.
0: Totally. And um, the other thing I have to just say so, most most episodes I ask, like, what has been, what's something you wish you didn't have had from the get go that has just made things so much better? Or what's a piece of gear that you couldn't do without? And I'm going to tell you
1: individual gear bags. Yes.
0: So we have a particular bag that we like, and it's a Dekine board or boot bag. I think technically it's a boot bag. But regardless, it doesn't matter if it's a a special brand or if it's just a duffel bag. But if everybody has their own bag where they put their own gear and it's always in that spot.
1: It's so much easier.
0: So much easier. And we tried once where we just put everybody's stuff in or Well, more than once. We tried for a while where we just put everybody's stuff all in one We tried one bin.
1: Let's keep it all organized. Everything in one place. It'll work perfectly.
0: Inevitably, somebody's gloves got forgotten because it was buried or we thought they were underneath somebody else's. And we thought
1: I saw the second one.
0: Or something didn't get put back in the bag that we thought was in the bag. It was just too hard to keep track of everybody's stuff. But when everybody's gear bag is separate and you're able to be like, okay, each bag needs pants. And you just go through the checklist. Pants, jacket, gloves, helmet, all of those things. It's the checklist, a lot easier. the printed
1: laminated checklist that's yeah. zip tied to the bag.
0: All right, the pants in here, Are the boots in here, are is the jacket, the helmet, all of that stuff. You, it's a lot easier to see when you're only looking at one person versus three, four, or five people in your family.
1: It's much easier to keep track of, and we have stayed a lot more organized and the boys now do a lot of their packing unpacking on their own put it on the dryer take it off the dryer put it back in my bag i know my gloves go in this pocket i know Mm -hmm. my socks go in that pocket it's so much better now
0: yep yep it made things a million times easier and um as far as the rest of the stuff so things like your your gloves your mittens your face mask a lot of those are things that you probably have around for cool weather outings anyway if not there's pretty inexpensive options available, um, or you can go all out. I We really love like um, merino wool layers or um, ninja suits for the kids.
1: Air blaster ninja suits yep. are those phenomenal.
0: Super handy for the kids. We really, really like those, but they're not the cheapest. And so actually our kids have, before we picked those up for them on discount on spring sale, by spring the way, sales. <laughs> um, we actually got them some base layers from Costco. They're like the 30 degree brand, I think, and they worked fine.
1: Yeah, they uh-huh. were they were simple, they were easy. Mm-hmm. Um now that we have ninja suits though,
0: they stay warmer.
1: Garrett wants to live in his. Yeah, nonstop. Whether we're going to the mountain or not, they quickly become the new favorites. I want to wear these yeah, all the time everywhere. Why can't I go to the grocery store in just my ninja suit? Pretty,
0: pretty much the truth. <laughs> and I mean they're comfortable, so who can argue with them? I mean, Absolutely. I do because we're not actually going to the store in an end suit, but, you know. I have. <laughs> On the way to or from the mounds a different story than just like a random Tuesday.
1: They have the coolest designs, too. They and do. the looks that I get and the weirdest colors that I wear. <laughs> it's so much fun.
0: Uh, yeah. So anyway, all of those other things are pretty easy and inexpensive. So that is that's nice. Um, and, there's lots of
1: options yeah. out there.
0: And they don't always have to be the super expensive ones when you're getting started. Start basic. Yeah. You don't need them when you're starting. And I would say, though, if you're going to invest in something right off the bat, even if you're not ready to invest in the board, a helmet is probably a good place to start because you can't fix a head. You can't once put it's broken. a price <laughs> on safety. I know. I know. I know. Safety, I right? didn't ride with a
1: helmet for years and years and years. And even watching, uh, you know, the, the pros that I grew up watching, you know, not wear helmets. And it was this whole thing. And then. You just stop and look at yourself in the mirror, and you go, "Really? You have kids? Like, yeah, really?"
0: Well, and I will say,
1: are you going to be probably running real
0: long on this episode? But I will say, there was one time when we were riding with your family, and your sister took a real hard hit, and I think her helmet is what saved her from a what much worse situation. I would
1: agree. She got a concussion, and she, she was did. in rough shape, but she only ran into the ski netting too.
0: Yeah, and but the poles. It was- It was a little icy and it was how her head hit the ground.
1: She just whiplashed down. But Mm -hmm. I mean, she didn't run into any person or hard structure. It was just the ground and the helmet made a big difference.
0: Yeah, I think it was actually the post that the the netting held up was what ended or started it, caught her ski and then threw her down. But yeah, anyway, whiplash into the the snow. It was bad, bad news. Yeah. So helmets are have definitely their place. They've saved my butt once or twice, too. So but really, truthfully, we can tell you all the stuff that you need to pack or borrow or rent or find on marketplace. But the one thing you cannot buy that you absolutely must have
1: pocket snack. Nope. 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 Must be this one.
0: Yeah. Patience. Patience. Yeah. Because as he said, you're going to be like, I want to ride. I want to ride. Or I want to do this, especially if you've already been going. Um,
1: Or if you've been on the opposite coast, you haven't ridden a long time and the mountain looks really great. and The snow looks amazing. The sun's out and you're about to go rip.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to wait and we'll hold back and have fun. It's yeah, it's it can be a challenge. And even if you're learning with them, you're also going to need a lot of patience because you're going to be trying to learn yourself and they're going to be learning. And if you don't bring your patience, it's all going to fall apart. So Absolutely.
1: The wheels will fall off
0: going into it with the mindset of we're just going to take this one step at a time and see how it goes and call it before it gets, you know, before everybody gets cranky. Then that is definitely going to be your your best your best friend and probably the best tip we could leave you with is just bring more patience than you think you need. And snacks. <laughs> and snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Get out much. there,
1: go have fun, make it fun.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: but not quite in that this is gonna be fun sort of way. That's probably not the best.
0: Yeah. We're gonna have fun, dang it.
1: Take snacks. Yeah. Go out there. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. So that you will definitely return. That is the
0: goal. So we hope this has answered some of the questions you have about snowboarding with kids and what you need, what you don't need, and hopefully made things a little bit relatable because, real talk, I hated it when I first went. But. But I don't anymore.
1: Absolutely. And if maybe listening to this gave you more questions, you're wondering about this, you're wondering about that, feel free, reach out. We definitely want to help. And get more people excited and get stoked to be out there riding.
0: As I said before, I'll make sure that in the show notes that you have links to all of the posts that we have that will help you find the gear you need. So things like gear guides to help you know what to look for, um, lists to keep you on track, and I've also got a printable checklist that you can download as well.
1: Print, laminate, attach to your bags. Yeah, it's a lifesaver.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully that will help you guys get out there on the mountain with your family. And uh, we just want to say thanks again for joining us today, Stoke StokeFam. Um, we really, truly appreciate each and every one of you for listening to the podcast.
1: And if you're enjoying the show, this is that part of the show where we go, it'd be really great if you could leave <laughs> a rating on iTunes and tell them that you really like the show and leave a review. And we would love to hear that information, actually, because it tells us what you love hearing. Yeah, and or it, what you don't. But the easiest way is to just click that five and then the review and rating uh, notification just goes away real fast.
0: <laughs> and then
1: it also goes out to more people. And that's pretty cool too.
0: Yeah. And, you know, or even if you're not a person who loves to do those, just share with a friend who you think might find it useful. That's also super helpful to us too.
1: Honestly, bigger goal. Yeah. Yeah. Please share the stoke, get more people excited about heading out there, adventuring with their family.
0: Yep. That's all ultimately what it's about for us is helping everybody else get out and find their stoke too. So,
1: so you could say adventure more. Stress less.
0: You could. And we'll see you out there.
1: Later.